Hello, 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 guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Mortgage Marketing Podcast. And in today's episode, we're joined by Craig Skelton. Again, if you haven't seen our episodes of Craig previously, be sure to check them out. And in this episode, we're actually going to be talking all about how important a business plan is. And you know, Craig has scaled his own bit. He's got multiple kind of arms within his business. He does wealth. He does pensions. He does, he's got a coaching business. He's got like a small, like, like a networking network business within mortgages. It's crazy. And so all of this stuff doesn't happen by accident. And he talks often on his podcast about the importance of a business plan. So we're going to be looking at that and we're going to do it right now. You're listening to the Mortgage Marketing Podcast with Ash Borland. The show that helps mortgage brokers create impact and income by mastering content marketing. Let's Let's dive dive straight straight into into it. it. Hello, 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 Craig. Welcome to the show. Thanks very much, Ash. Thanks for getting me back onto this podcast. Back on again and again and again and again. (laughs) Mate, so like I said, this episode, we wanted to dive in to talk about business plans. Um, Just to give my, my listeners some context. How many now you've got multiple businesses? Is that correct? Could you just give us a bit of context as to what it is before we dive into the plans themselves? Yeah, so we've got um the the baby of them all, CS Mortgage Solutions, where it all started. Um mortgage brokers, Tim Mortgage Brokers trade under that trading style. Um we've also got CS Retirement Solutions, which is the pension investment side that you talked about, and we've got equity release as well within that. So equity release advisor within within that as well. And then guys um, who are trading on their own business style, so under my brand, my way, where they've got their own business style, their own trading style, they're a business within the business kind of thing. So helping with that, coaching business going on, so external from anything to do with CS mortgage solutions or the my brand stuff, coaching business as well, and uh, yeah, podcasts and other things going on with that as well. Lots so of other uh, yeah. stuff. So with this. Because that just gives us some context as to because people think you know it's just so you know that you're doing a lot of stuff. Um, so how important is a business plan when it comes to you know one like obviously building what you've just what you've built and what you're continuing to build? But how important was that business plan when you very first started? If a new advisor going in, self-employed, how important is it for that for for that for you? Was it to to, to have that plan, or did you just kind of? jump in straight away and think i know <laughs> i'm just gonna wing this no i you you've got to know where you, you're going and absolutely you can and i've talked before about tweaking it and you can re- change things along the way but ultimately you've got to have a goal you? you've got to have something you want to achieve you want to feel as though you actually got something to aspire to and something you want to achieve around that and i think it's i think Coming from an employed world, so from all the mortgage brokers that have been employed, they're used to writing business plans, being told to write business plans, being told what that business plan needs to look like. So it was never their plan. Like it, like it was just it was just filling paper for paper. That's the Connells who used to have to do this budget. Every... I weren't going to mention names, mate. I, see, no, I, I wasn't mention them. They're the my bomb, show. Yeah. I don't care. People know. For the people who listen to this, it's a daily show. People know where it worked. Corporates are all the same. Corporate. They are all the same. Connell's, when I was at Connell's, Connell's you'd have to do the budget every um, yeah, And it was pointless because the budget was, you'd hand them the budget and they go, no, that's not what we want. And I was like, well, that's, that's what I want to do. So yeah. I don't know what you want. If you ask me for what yeah. my plan is, I just told you, why don't you just write it yourself then? If you just tell me, tell me what I'm going to do. <laughs> like it's madness. It is mad. Yeah, it, it is. But that's, and that's, 
it's like you look at the tears going up. There's a like everybody's got a plan. It's like it's that, but then but ultimately, there's one plan at the top, which is the businesses overall, the, the large corporate business plan that everybody's feed into that makes sure that they so whatever the plans add together, got to make sure that numbers at the top. So they're just gonna. Oh, like if you just did one more, like I can remember the spreadsheets they used to. Like you used to be able to tweak the figures. Like if you just got your case size from twelve fifty to thirteen hundred, you're in an extra three grand a year. Don't you want three grand? It's like yeah, yeah. But I'm happy doing that because that's like I'm okay. Do you know what I mean? It's just so yeah. Yeah, I know that. <laughs> going from the coming from a corporate, if you've been an employee, you'll be used to business planning. I think the differences in the self-employed world is that. The plan is yours. So you don't need to, you can break the habit of being told what it looks like and just look at what you want to achieve. And I think that's, I look at with my business plans and my plans, it's always start with with the end in mind. So like you always got to start with what that looks like. So you might not know today, you're a new broker or self-employed broker or you're not going to know what your 10-year plan is, what you want to achieve in 10 years' time. You don't even know, like, what does what will your business look like? And it's all right to just scribble some right some stuff down and go, well, yeah, that's if I even 10 years' time, that's where my business is at, I'd feel all right. Or that I'd feel I'd achieve something. Well, it's all right to put that down. You can still put that in there because you've still got your long-term goals to achieve. But then it's looking at your 10 years, three years, one year, three months kind of thing. It's really sort of like drill it down but it's okay to have the sort of like the long-term goal of what you want to achieve but I would say the fundamental one the main one is what do you want to achieve in the next it can be a 12-month thing or it can be next year so what you want to achieve in 2023 or whether over the next 12 months what you want to achieve a roll in 12 months as well is a good plan so always looking at what you're achieving on a roll in 12 months when you're looking at that sort of thing as well but you've got to so it doesn't need to be filled with what somebody else sees as your plan now moving forward. You're a self-employed mortgage broker. You're self-employed. It's your plan. So it's okay to be realistic. Yes, it's got to be challenging. Absolutely has. And you've got to look at that. But you've got to have a Like, what if it got to the end of 2023, or like you've got a business plan for 2022, mm. if it gets to the end of this year, then, like, what, like, will you feel as though you've achieved something if you finish, if you achieve your plan, oh, absolutely, like, or you achieve what you set out to do, that's that's fine. You feel as though you've got some because going back to it, you with if you've got your own plan, and I'm not, I am going to patent this honestly. Is if you've got your business plan, it's easier to run your own race rather than somebody else's because you're running your race. And that that keeps coming up as the Craig Skelton um, yeah. quote, which is true, and I agree. The reason I was asking you the plans is like. I find, and this one to ask your your opinion on this. So I find I run like ninety day plans. So I have like a year plan, and then I have ninety days, and I have like the way I look at it. And this is in, for myself. This is not I would not with clients or anything, just myself. So I'd be interested to hear your take on what you would recommend. Is like I do. I have a ninety day goal, and then I ha- so I have a goal I want to achieve in ninety days, and then a new goal is set at the end of that ninety days, and so effectively. And these goals are pretty big, you know. They'll be pretty. They're, they're not like they're not tiny, but they're not. Some, they're not like they're not like I want to make. <laughs> I want to make six figures in three months. It's not that. As we go back to our last episode talking about that, it's not like that. 
but it is might be something like, for example, I want to learn how to set up and automate email marketing. And that's not something okay. I'm going to do in a month. That's not something I'm going to do in a week because I'm also running a business as you would know that yourself. So I give myself, okay, 90 days. That's what I'm going to do. And I try to only do one thing in 90 days. Okay. And then I try and do, and then that way I'm doing four large things every year that, that will have big impact onto my, you know, it might be like for, for a broker, it might be like a new introducer. I'm going to go after a new introducer for the next 90 days. Um, do you find that it's better for people to not give a good idea for people to chunk down into that granular level or is a year? Cause I find with me because I'm, dyslexic and probably got ADHD. We're still trying to figure that one out, but it's like, um, is that there's a, there's, there, I have the tendency of going off. I could pick something else and I do something. 90 days keeps me focused on a specific goal. One year, even though I am the guy that tells everybody, do a year, do a year, keep it like, and, and I, and I am like that. I've done this six years now in content, but it is 90 days helps me stay on track. Is that something you've seen with your advisors and your own people, or is that something that you wouldn't recommend? I mean, it's cool. No, no, definitely. no, no, no I, I agree with you in terms of the yearly thing tends to be more of numbers from a broker point Income. of view. It tends yeah. to be numbers kind of thing of income and, like written business or case size perception conversion all those sort of things so that's that's all that that tends to be the yearly stuff it can also be be that i want to be first page on google like, like in my local area and things like that which which is fine but going the the point with a plan is for the three months is what are you going to do it's all right this sort of like so you've got this three month this 90 day thing which is three months, which I, I do know that. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> so, but I look at, it's like the, a three month thing is action. So it's okay to have a 90 day goal. Absolutely fine. But it's drilling down to then what are the actions? So for you with your goal, what do you need to do to, this week to then get on to achieve what yeah. you want to achieve? What does that look? So you've got then something. Because I, one thing that I learned is reflect on what you've done that week. I think that's one thing that I do on the end of the week, whatever what, certain time and day for me, every single week, it's like, okay, well, let's just look at what, what you've achieved. But particularly when you're planning for the next week kind of thing. Yeah. So when you're looking at that, but it's just specific action. So if you've got that goal of you want to achieve this, it's like, well, what, what do you need to do? It's like saying, yeah, I, I want to... I don't know, like I want to run 10K. We'll use, we'll use that example. I want to yeah. run 10K. Okay. So by the end of quarter one, or in the next nine days, I want to I want to finish, I want to do a 10K within a certain certain time or even just run 10K. It's like, well, you're not going to put that in the first week and go, oh, Jesus Christ, like I've, I've tried to run 10K and only got, I got as far as three. So that's not good. I'm, I'm not going to sack that off now. It's like, well, no, you want to run 10K. So week one, from 1k 2k is that all right what does week two look like two three and it's just moving it forward so then it's like habit forming in it which is a totally new podcast in itself which absolutely look like is again about once you can run 2k that's a bit like three weeks ago you couldn't even walk down the street now you can run 2k well now you go to three then you go to so you've got a clear plan of actions it's then like how many times a week do you need to run like what do you need to do like before and after kind of thing? What do you need to eat? What do you need to, so it's about getting these 
But the end goal is, your 90-day goal is run 10K. Yeah. So but it's about, so that's all right, but you can't get to three months. Like people get to like the end, so they'll get 60 days in. So we'll have a, say, October, November, December, 90-day goal. So your goal at the end of December is to run 10K. You get to like the end of November going, Wow, I've, I knew that I got I, I've got that 10k goal to run this month. So then you go all out, or you feel like a failure because thinking, well, I've not like oh, what? Yeah, I said that I was a goal. I've not achieved it now, and I'll just move it on. It's like move it on, move it. Like what are you doing? Like if if you're moving a goal on, it shouldn't be there in the first place because it's not important to you. So on that, then how important is it to um, to say no to things, both to potential business clients, you know, things like that, as in as in like potential opportunities as well as things in your own life that are personal development that, that, that we know are good. And the reason why I said this was part of your plan, because it's like, we know are good, but we actually don't have the time. How important is it in, in you, for you, do you do that? Cause I am like, reading the essentialist at the moment. That's been, that's been alarmingly eye opening as to how much, even me, who's someone who's pretty good at this stuff, still does too much stuff and says yet says yes to too many things. The reason why I want to link that to your to plans is my concern for many business like brokers who are listening to this who are you know from not even starting and just going self employed. There's lots of people who are employed and then who are listening and then there's lots of people who are you know doing multiple six figures. It ranges very weirdly, but. The, the, a lot of them might have plans, but the plans are just too complicated because they're too busy saying yes to everything and doing everything. So how important in your mind, and do you have things where you're like, I won't take certain things on? Like, is there a rule like that? Or are you are you quite loose and fluid with your plans and your stuff? What's, how does that work for you? In terms of loose and fluid with the plans and tend not to be, like it's, absolutely, you've got to be open to tweaking plans if an opportunity comes your way that's like not part of your plan and you think actually this is something i want to get stuck into and I, I will enjoy doing this and that's that's fine but it's like this is where the 90 day thing works because then you can sort of think well actually this is my call like this is my focus for the next 90 days or you might be a month in or two months in already so it's just like parking that thinking i'm gonna let that i'm gonna let that in when it's the time to let it in kind of thing. So like for me, like I've talked about structuring week, which is again, goes around the plans. It's like structuring your week. So I know that certain days each week I'm going to on certain tasks. And I think funnily enough, um, one of your guests on the podcast who was coming up, um, he mentioned this about doing certain things at certain times each week will form habits and you're more likely to do them. So social media content, if you sort of say, I want to, I want to do a, a post on, TikTok every week. Well, if you've got an hour in your diary on a Friday afternoon at three till four and you stick that in the, and that's non-negotiable, then that's fine. So, and you're going to have negotiable stuff, but you've got to have a bit of fluid there. Absolutely. And I am the world's worst. I'll, I am the person that says yes to everything and then I'll work out how to do it later kind of thing. That's just how it is. But because that's exciting. It's like, it's exciting, isn't it? It's like, you just want to work it out that way. However, there's certain things you've got to have in there that are non-negotiable. So doing what you want to do and you have said is important. And then if, because if they form part of a habit, if you're doing certain things at certain times, if somebody comes and says, oh, I need, can I have, I need to go through that with you at Friday, five o'clock on a Friday afternoon, like, or Friday afternoon, for example. It's like, well, no, I'm, I'm not, like Friday afternoon is dedicated to this time. And so we'll always work a time around it, but it's just been 
measured with your time and understanding what your goals are to fit in with those and structuring your days and weeks to make sure that you're achieving what you want to achieve. But you, I love you can it. tweak and add it in that. It's important, I think, as you say, like to have like in that plan, I guess, um, what your, as you say, what your um, non-negotiables are. Would you have that in your plan? It's like, these are the non-negotiables. Like I was just on a podcast episode. It'll be out by now, by the time we're doing this. But, um, and it was about pricing and it was funny enough, it's just like pricing tips, just general pricing tips of psychology tips and things for um, brokers to potentially apply to their fees and things like that. And um, one of them is like something I've followed a lot is pricing rules, which have always been put in my business plan, which is like I charge a certain price to a certain client and I don't deviate. There's rules. I have these rules that I set to myself and they're not, and because they're part of my plan, they're part of like, I have a big business plan that I've written and it is like, that's what people get charged. That's how it works. There's no discount. Like, and so how important are those non-negotiables do you think? Cause to me, that's a non-negotiable. There's not wiggle room on it. And so because of that, when I'm on a call, I'm like, they might say something, it doesn't matter that I don't care what you, what you think it's worth. That's what it is because everyone else is on that. Yeah. And um, so it's curious to, to hear your side, not on the fees or anything, but like on non-negotiables, do you put them into plans to say, these are things that we're going to try. And these are things that we absolutely do not come hell or high water. We don't drop below this level of service, this type of thing. Is that in your plans? It is. And like, they're the big rocks that are getting to that plan straight away. So they are the ones that are in there and they're always in the plan. So there will be big rocks in the plans, whether you've got a 90 day one, a year one or whatever, it will always have, my, my plans tend to have the same things on there whether and those goals. And it tends to be, and it can be numbers. It tends to be from a mortgage broker business or a business owner point of view. It's like there's figures in there, but then there's also things as well in terms of branding and content and, and other stuff as well. Like the stuff in my plans that I want to do, like going through the, the Wayne Rack doing 214 fells in, yeah. in by a certain time and stuff like that. So that's a non-negotiable that, that because that's, well, that's not negotiable. That's I'm doing that because I want to do that because I've chosen to do that. And it's a, it goes back again to, to choice again, doesn't it? It's like you, you, you make the decision of what your non-negotiables are and the non-negotiable, that's what it is. And just get your non-negotiables habit forming. And then when clients or anything like that, try and deviate you off that path. Well, that's non-negotiable. That's what it is, what it is. And if you don't like that, well, Find, find like, someone else. To, yeah, find someone else. Absolutely. I love it. Any parting words that you would like to give to an advisor or like anyone who's a broker who's listened to this thinking, you know, I don't know if I need a plan or not. What would be your kind of parting words before you're on the outro? Have a plan. You've got to have a plan. You've got to have a goal. You've got something to work to. But it's your, just remember, it's your plan so you can run your own race. You've been listening to the Mortgage Marketing Podcast with Ash Borland. If you've enjoyed the show, then be sure to leave a review and share it with a friend right now.